Hello, everybody, and welcome to Entrepreneur Lives. Today, we have Nicole with us uh, just outside Oregon, and she's been an entrepreneur since 2007 with her husband. They start an organic farm and a brewery, nonetheless, and then they ran that for seven years until they decided to close it. But then they started their own marketing agency. And two years after that, they've been doing this since 2016. Nicole, welcome. How are we doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So tell us a bit more about, well, I want to hear all about the brewery for starters. Um, tell us about that and then we'll get stuck into the rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so my husband and I are from Louisiana. So we were there for a few years after Hurricane Katrina, decided to move to the Northwest. We're young, no kids, uh, opened a, we started with the farm and then we were home brewers. So, you know, we started brewing beer as well, started that a few years into the farm. Um, and actually, our neighbor was not as excited about as our, our success as we were. And so that's actually how we ended up having oh. to close our doors. Okay. Um, what, what what happened? Because we, we, we look, we want to hear the bad as well. And then we start talking. Right. About, oh, tell yeah, us what happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was going into our third season. We had just opened up. We had a band come out to the farm. We had a food truck. It was Mother's Day. And yes. where we lived at the time was pretty rural. And so uh, a lot of Portland people from or Seattle like came in. Um, and that's kind of what upset our neighbors that it was so much traffic. So pub, like cease and desist, public hearing, all of that. And there, there was a piece of our zoning that was incorrect that wasn't corrected when we started. So we ended up having to close our doors and yeah, kind of felt like the rug was ripped out from under us. But, you know, looking back, I'm kind of glad it happened because we're in a different space, you know, not working 80 hours a week in a farm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, when you're going through it, it's hard to kind of see. Yeah. It's almost like it's a there's a reason why, but you don't yeah. get that at a time. But then as you move through it, you go, oh, my God, that was meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. And so from there, we were going to take the same kind of concept, but move it to a town a few miles away, start a restaurant. Our kids were super little. We had yeah. no restaurant experience. We didn't get the funding for that. And so, again, looking back, like that would have been it would have been hard, like really, really hard. Um, so. Yeah, for sure. When you look at restaurants, catering, all stuff like that, it's it's long hours, you know. It is. I, my business, I, I ran for uh, 33 years, but certainly, you know, 16, 18, 20 hour days. But about five years ago, I'd realized that, you know, you don't have to work that way. It does things a lot easier. Right. You can operate the same business, but just with a different thought process, a different mindset. Exactly. So where did that lead you then? What what happened after that? So when you when you moved away from that, you didn't go with the restaurant. Where did you go? Yeah. Um, so I started working for, so for the farm, I did all the like my degrees in marketing. I did an internship for Microsoft back in 2005. Like I've always been in marketing. So that's what I did for the farm. Um, mm -hmm. I raised the animals and the kids in marketing. My husband did all the, all the actual farming stuff because yeah. I kind of kill plants, not on purpose, but, um, and so after that, I started working for a marketing agency, um, for about two and a half years and then branched out on my own, uh, in 2016. And so I've been having my own business. Um, as a marketing agency and kind of some consulting uh, ever since COVID um, since then. And tell me then what's, um, you know, what's it like, what's a day in like of marketing? Like what's the the bones of what you do? Yeah. So a lot of product 
project management. Um, so like different clients, I have a lot of content coming in um, from my team members and just kind of that final approval and, you know, sending off to, to the clients and then executing, just making sure it's going out. Um, some client calls, uh, you know, kind of we go over KPIs and goals and things like that. I love meeting with my clients. Um, and then I, you know, do some marketing for my own business with like podcast interviews and I have my own podcast as well, which we need wow. to get you scheduled on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of a mix of things. And that's, that's really why I love it. And marketing's always evolving. And so I like continuing to learn. So. And then what would be, I suppose, what would be the learning curve for you going from the farm, you know, a lot of hours um, to going into the marketing business? Yeah, um, it was a little different at first because, yeah, when I started working for the agency, like I it was all remote. They were actually out of Louisiana. I went to high school with the guy that owned it, his younger brother. Um, so it was definitely kind of getting used to, you know, working from home, setting my own hours with those expectations because yeah. they were so different from being on the farm and going to farmers markets and you know baking bread at 3 30 in the morning and all, like opening the the brewery up so it was very different so it just took a little while and I just tried to you know give myself a little bit of grace while that transition happened so and then just with then from you know going forward a little bit then with doing the marketing is that a case of you work with all types of clients or do you have a particular niche or a particular sector that you deal with yeah, I have never niched down like everybody says to do. Um, I think <laughs> there's a, a lot of, you know, different strategies and tools and there are similarities, but I think that's what I love getting in and figuring out what that business, you know, needs, what their goals are, who their buyer persona is or their ideal customer. And that's what I really love. And then creating a strategy for that. Like some of the tools are similar and platforms, but the way we go about it and the creativity and strategy is is different for everybody. Yeah, I think you're right. Look, you know, I, I again, you know, I started coaching probably about 16 years ago, but I only really started about six years ago because I didn't know what I was doing at the early part. But long story right. short, I remember used to say, you know, you got to niche down, you know, you got to define exactly. But when I look at all the people and clients, I, I you know, they're all so different in completely exactly. different businesses and mm -hmm. and people say to me you know what's your niche and I say I don't know and I say oh you need to niche down and say no but I never have and I've never right. needed to I don't know why do people keep saying that but right. I, I, I do understand to some degree because you're just trying to get someone to funnel on something and then mm -hmm. it's, you know, then the rest flows to you you know because as you get good at it and you give the results to people then they tell right. you and everything flows but do you find that in the marketing world as well that it's just what the customer needs it's not Sometimes it's not what they think they need. It's, you know, yes. it's you'll, you'll know, you'll pick up what, what area you need to market them on or do for them yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And it's funny too, because like when I first start working with clients, it's almost like therapeutic because they're kind of anxious. They're overwhelmed. They're not sure where to start. So they're not quite sure what their, their goals are or what they need. Um, and, the, and then kind of like digging and digging. And then when they're able to express it and kind of start seeing what the, we're trying to do it's just like you know they they feel so much relief and then we're able to like kind of get over that barrier and then yeah go for their goals and, and create their strategy for for what they're looking for and then so say for most entrepreneurs out there what would you recommend you know they do in the early stages and then you know because like as entrepreneurs everybody tries to do everything themselves which is not exactly. the way yeah so what right. would you recommend like being in the marketing 
and and an expert at it. You know, what would advice would you give to people about that journey and how they could make it easier for themselves? Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit it right on the head. Um, we try to do everything ourselves and then like we get so excited that we jump in so quickly without kind of like <laughs> taking some time to figure out like what we want to do. So I wrote a whole article about it. Um, and it's, it was an entrepreneur and it's called, did you forget the catch up in your marketing strategy? So the analogy is, you know, we have different parts that can make up a hamburger, but ketchup's my favorite. And if we're missing that, it's kind of like, okay, but not great. So I, like really encourage entrepreneurs to take like 15, 20 minutes and just kind of sit down, you know, like, what are your goals? Like, what is, you know, when do you want to do that? Like, why are you doing this? Uh, and then like, you know, again, who your ideal customer is, where they're hanging out. Because I think that foundation, um, a lot of us skip over because we're so excited to get started, but it, yeah. it really helps, especially nowadays. Like, you know, there's so much noise online and there's so many things coming at people. If they can really connect with you with those various avenues of having that in place, that's that's really when you start to see things happen. Yeah, and I, I, I get it. You're, you're so right. There is just so much noise that people get attracted to or attached to all these different shiny objects and people telling yeah. you you know, no, you need to do YouTube. No, you need to do Facebook. No, no, it's not Facebook. It's ads. No. And then it's like, you know, confusion and spending a lot of money. Whereas going to an expert, it means that you're getting the right advice and you're being directed mm -hmm. the right way to be able to, to grow and, and expand as an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely. And when you take that time too, and you kind of figure out where they really are, then, I mean, your marketing becomes more effective and more efficient because you're going where they are. You're not kind of, you know, doing what Bob down the street does because that's working for him and his business is so different, but yeah. your people might not be there, you know? Yeah, for sure. What's, what's, I suppose, some tips that you can share that, you know, will help people to, or entrepreneurs, you know, move to the next stage, not necessarily move to the next stage, but just help them on the basis of guide them in a little bit of a right direction. Yeah. So the, I think the biggest problem that I see is inconsistency. You know, people start to get their marketing like they, they like, OK, I, I know I need to do this. I'll get it going. And then, you know, they start moving down the line and then it kind of starts to tail off. And then, you know, maybe because they get busy because it's actually working. And then then that whole cycle kind of starts over again. That's like the biggest one that I see. Um, so to that, again, say just kind of like take a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or something um and just kind of start to brainstorm like it doesn't even have to you're not writing out all of your content but like what do you want to focus on for the next month a quarter if you want but even if a month a week anything <laughs> like just getting ahead of it a little bit um kind of really helps take that stress off and then it, it's just so much easier for you to get in that routine and then that consistency your followers like that you know the algorithm like that like there's just so many benefits to being consistent yeah, it's amazing when we talk about, you know, entrepreneurs and we talk about business habits and, and behaviors. And, you know, it's almost like the behaviors and our habits follow through in the rest of our business. So like what mm -hmm. you said there about consistency, you know, a lot of people like going to the gym. They go because they have this vision of what they're going to look like. And then they, yes. you know, within a short time, they don't see all these muscles or losing the weight, whatever it is. And then they give up. And it's the same probably with marketing. They go with the mm -hmm. great vision, but they just don't follow through. Yep, exactly. And like you said, there are so many different things vying for attention of your marketing. So it is very easy to kind of, oh, well, I'm going to just try that. And then you don't 
same thing. Like you're saying you don't get traction. So then they're like, okay, that's obviously not working because they don't typically give it enough time and, or that might not be the right avenue for them. Um, so yeah, just again, kind of coming back to that foundation of like, what am I trying to do? Where are they? Like, you know, that really helps. And then just in relation then to strategies, would the strategy be different for each business or is the strategy similar, but slightly tweaked for each business, which, what would be the the latter or the, the, the last? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely similarities. So for instance, you know, one of my clients is a brick and mortar. So we focus a little bit more on their local SEO, you know, like their Google My Business, Bing Maps, you know, like making sure all their information is on their website. And then, you know, some of my businesses are like e-commerce. They, they're they not localized, you know, so we don't focus as much on that. So we, you know, a little bit more brand awareness, social media, but still search engine optimization. Um, but then the nuances are, you know, like what keywords are we, are we going for? You know, like what hashtags are we trying to have people find us through? And that is very specific to each business. And so using those similar kind of tools, but really finding the nuances in it and capitalizing on it is, is what makes the difference. I've seen like I, I've been, I said, over my 33 years, I've I've had one stage, I had about 50 websites live at any oh, wow. one time. Yeah, so it was major over the top stuff, but I'd be, I'd be well aware of SEO and keywords. But there's one thing that I always remember is anytime I'm ever talking to somebody is they don't, you know, they, they should go to an expert because they don't really know. They think they know. And then that's mm-hmm. why sometimes what's holding them back. Whereas by going right. to someone like yourself, you know what the problem is. You know how to help them solve the problem. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort by doing that. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, it kind of goes to our, our personalities as entrepreneurs. We're kind of scrappy. We're gritty. You know, we're like, okay, we'll just do it ourselves, you know. But um, yeah. and so that it, I think help it does not help us in certain ways. Other ways, it's super yeah. beneficial. But um, and I know for even for me, like when I market my business, it's totally different than for me being able to look at someone else's business yeah. you know what i mean it's harder for us to see yeah yeah you know yeah. the wood so. through the trees yeah like it's yeah. like the, the old saying you know did you ever see a, a window cleaner with clean windows right no <laughs> yeah. or the cobbler's son goes without shoes windows. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's okay you know like somebody right. you know even when you know i, I had a, a lady once she was a coach and she was very good at what she done but she didn't really practice it on herself and and I said to her, oh, that's okay. You know, it, it, you know, at least you're good at what you do. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, and pe- people, I think sometimes look at other people and think that, oh, well, you know, you're, you're good at what you're doing, but you can't do it yourself. So, you know, what, what makes you the expert? And you go, you don't, it doesn't have to be that way. As right. long as you know what you're doing, you know, you're getting the right. results. Well, then the happy days, everybody's a winner. Yeah, exactly. And what's the thing too, about like, if you can't do teach or if you can't do coach, you know, like all the greatest coaches, like played a little bit of college, but it's not like, you know, they weren't like for typically like stars in the NFL or whatever, but they're amazing coaches, you know? So I've come across, um, you know, a really successful coach, uh, well-known and, you know, he had a problem and another coach had to step in and help him. But this is stuff that the guy taught, you know, to other people. So, you know, life Mm -hmm. happens, you know, things change. But but even when we look. We're all human. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Everybody is human in many different ways. Um, But even when we look at, um, you know, from a cost point of view, as an entrepreneur, you're trying to survive. You know, you're trying to, you know, keep your business lean. But in fact, sometimes you can find that you're just wasting time and effort and energy by trying to save money. 
by literally mm-hmm. going to an expert. And Napoleon Hill talks about it in Think and Grow Rich. You know, go to the expert, get the expert advice, not the guy sitting in the bar that's giving you his opinion on what he thinks. Right. About. Go to the mm-hmm. expert that gives you the advice and then gets you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's one of my favorite books. I love Napoleon Hill. Um, and yeah, it's totally true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, um, you know, when we look at the various different elements, though, of the entrepreneurial experience and the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and that's why it was so good to hear, you know, you know, how you worked really hard to do something, but it wasn't through your own hard work that that it happened the way it did. But it didn't mm-hmm. stop. You know, you still moved mm-hmm. on to something else and you still, you know, created the success. And I suppose mm-hmm. that's what we want you know, to, to voice to, to any entrepreneur is that, you know, never give up. It's, you know, there's always a way. Um, uh-huh. but, but it is really important to utilize the people that know how to help you, you know, like mm-hmm. with SEO, we talk about marketing website or, you know, keywords or AdWords or content, you know, that's where people like you help people to do that and help them bring them mm-hmm. to that stage. Yeah. So look, is there um, anything you would like to share, like any tips or tricks that you could tell somebody that maybe could help them, you know, somebody that is going through that journey of not wanting to spend a penny? Right. <laughs> yeah, um, it it is definitely scary. You know, when you start to even think of, I remember hiring my first team member like a year and a half ago and, you know, yeah. same same thing. It's like, well, that brings on a whole other like it's a whole other human that I have to, you know, be able to make sure I pay and, you know, like just all, all these different mindset things that I hadn't even thought of. Um, but yeah, seeing how much, you know, um, growth has had to, you know, lighten me up to do other things to grow the business. Um, yeah, just, I would, I would guess I would just say to try and I don't know, like, the whole do it scared thing. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's, you know, if, if you really feel that you're in a spot to make a big decision for your business, or even if it's not even big, you know, just, we don't trust our intuition a whole lot and take a little bit of time to think like, okay, you know, what really could happen? And if it did, like, would that be the end of the world? You know, like, like we lost the farm and I thought that was going to be the end of the world, but you just start taking little steps and then eventually like, you don't have to know where those steps are going. Um, but it's amazing how many opportunities open up as you just keep moving, even if it's just like a little. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And look, Nicole, it's like what you said, you know, when you look back at it, you realize that that actually wasn't the way it was meant to be. And then because you've gone through the journey of, you know, working so hard and being on a farm and, you know, working on a farm in itself is hard enough, but then the brewery and everything else, and then it changes into a different world. But now it's like you got a second chance or a second wind and you changed it. Yep. You didn't have to work. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to do as many hours, you yeah. know, and, and that's what I found. The same with me. Like I, 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 I'd done it for so long and then I realized that it was just me. I was the problem. I was the way I thought about it. Yes. Know? start employing people and you know I always say to business owners you know when you start to look at numbers it starts to make sense because if you can get somebody like if you have a business and you're doing half a million well then divide it by the amount of hours you put in and that's effectively what you're worth but if you can get mm-hmm. someone to do it for a, a percentage of that you know an employee well then isn't mm-hmm. it worth to get 10 employees to to do 10 times more and, and bring it from half a million to a million and have people helping you and growing with you than it is trying yeah. to do it for yourself Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think too, you know, like 
kind of goes to with, you know, I, I was a solopreneur for so long and then bringing in some different team members, it really changed too. Like it's, it made it more fun. Like I was able to, you know, not be kind of as lonely, not to mention we got so much more done. Um, so there's that aspect of it too. Cause I think sometimes we get deep down and like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Like, like you said, all by myself and I'm going to succeed, which is great. Like, and that is definitely, um, like a great way to start, you know, yeah. but I, I found networking community to be so much help to my business. And, you know, also too, just like mentally, like it, it's really nice to have other people with you on the journey. Yeah, for sure. Look, and it's almost like when you look at, you know, if you're doing X amount of turnover and you're working X amount of hours, you know, when you look at the numbers on that and then you realize that, well, actually, if I got somebody on board, I can actually go out and look for more work. So you can double the amount of work, you know, by yeah. having more employees. And of course, it becomes mm -hmm. here because, as you said, you're not on your own. You don't have to be on the journey. And you're not, I suppose, you know, telling yourself all these things you tell yourself when you're on your own. <laughs> right. You know, right. you're almost like convincing yourself, you know, of all these bad things. But but the yes. journey. And I suppose that there's one thing I always say to a lot of people as well is that it really is about enjoying the journey. It's not about yes. just trying to struggle or pay the way, pay your way. You know, if for entrepreneurs that are not making it or are struggling, it's it's only because you're you've got yourself into a rut or if you got yourself into a way of thinking. Yes. Simply changing that you can, you know, the world's your oyster. You can you can make a significant yes. difference. Yep. Yeah. I so so true. Um yeah, I think for the longest time I kind of always had that like almost scarcity mentality and also like you have to work a crazy yeah. amount of hours to make a lot of money, which uh, somewhere along the line I picked that up. But now like you know, and then you see like the four hour work week, which I think there's probably a balance between the two, you know, yeah, yeah, um, sure. but yeah. it's yeah. definitely doable for sure. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's all about our mindset and our perspective and, and how we want to go about it and how we want to live life. I mean, it's pretty short, you know, so what do you want to do yeah. with it? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it as much as you can. And Nicole, look, it's been a, a complete pleasure and uh, love the insights into uh, marketing and SEO. Um, if you could please tell us where people can get in contact with you and, and how they can get in contact with you. Yeah. Uh, so my website would probably be the best place to start. Um, it's just nb.marketing, uh, no.com or anything like that. Um, that has my social media on there. It has some freebies. It actually has um, a downloadable workbook to go through that foundation that I talked about. Um, so if anybody wants that there and there's like a link to the podcast. So yeah, it's all it's all there. Yeah, that's brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you very much. We really enjoyed, uh, you know, listening to you today. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me.